welcome to The Discourse, a short-form, one-on-one interview podcast with filmmakers, actors, and other industry folks, brought to you by The Playlist and hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo. Today, we're finally getting to release the interview I did a few weeks back with the creative team behind one of my most anticipated movies ever, which is The Flash. And that interview is with director Andy Muschietti and his producing partner and sister, Barbara Muschietti. The Flash Hits Theaters this Friday, June 16th. Now, if you're one of those people that reads a lot of film industry news sites, uh, you might have noticed that we ran a single quote from this interview about if Andy and Barbara would make a sequel and bring back Ezra Miller, who has been involved in controversy over the production of the film. I won't go into details there, but feel free to Google it. Anyways, the quote really ended up taking the internet by storm when we ran it. Everyone picked it up, whether it's Vanity Fair or Rolling Stone or the LA Times or comic book sites, you name it. It just kind of ended up going everywhere. It was a trending topic on Twitter. I should have expected it, but I truly did not expect it to catch fire like it did. At first, it was kind of like, hey, it's exciting. I'm, I'm part of the conversation when it comes to The Flash. Then it quickly became something darker. I should have expected the internet to internet all over it. And it did. So, I mean, I was excited about The Flash because I'm a giant fan. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I also, I also understand the Ezra Miller of it all. I know Warner Brothers was likely trying to avoid these topics, but... Let's face it, it's impossible to avoid a touchy subject when the touchy subject is the star of the film. And ultimately, as the lifelong Flash fan that I am, I'm not here to drag out the Ezra Miller of it all and judge them as a person. I just want to get lost in the performance and see Barry Allen, which I will say for the movie, it accomplished it on my end. So I say this in the interview. Uh, I mentioned it a bunch here, but I'm just a giant Flash fan. Not only that, Batman 89 is what made me fall in love with movies and world building and storytelling in the first place. So it's like the movie was made for the target audience of me here. So I can only say as the avid Batman 89 and Flash fan that I am that the movie is just pure joy and entertainment. Uh, The baggage that I brought to it really only enhanced the experience and it might be truly one of my favorite theatrical experiences of all time. With that said, do I think everyone's going to love it as much as I do? No, I'm very much uh, in the minority here where it was just kind of made for the DC fan that I am. While it's fun and hilarious and exciting, it's also a bit messy, and even for me, there's a lot of fan service. Uh, But with that, it's just undeniably fun, which is something DC hasn't made to this extent in ages. I am a fan of some of the Snyder movies, but the guy didn't really know how to have fun, as at least not in this way. Uh, so The Flash, for me, is easily the best DC film in ages. Definitely the most fun DC movie maybe ever. And it's just a rewarding, warm hug to DC fans that have been waiting to see this on screen in this way for years. I kind of describe it as Back to the Future 2, but instead of having Back to the Future, the first movie as its backdrop, it just has the whole DC universe Uh, and Barry's Marty and, you know, Keaton is Doc. And it's just kind of uh, a really fun romp through the DC universe. And mostly Batman 89 and, and Man of Steel are played with. But there's a lot of Easter eggs and cameos that fans of DC are just going to go bananas over. So I've seen it twice. I've seen the CinemaCon 
fan screening version and I've seen the final version. I enjoyed them both. I'll be honest though, I kind of prefer the old ending they were working with before they released this new one and uh, we're, we're kind of drumming up the surprise of it all. It, it's a fine, it's a fun little uh, bit for fans of the DC universe. I still enjoy them both. Overall, a great experience. Bottom line, the audiences I saw it with laughed, cheered, cried. So if a movie can make you do all of that, highly recommended, right? So I definitely recommend it. It's a, a really fun experience. I'll be going for a third time with my kids. I will note that the upcoming interview with Andy and Barbara does have one small spoilery discussion because I saw that a detail had leaked out there via a quote from Andy, so I thought it was fair game. It's about a certain cameo that happens in the movie. If you already know about it or if you don't care about one of the cameos being spoiled, feel free to move ahead at your own risk or circle back once you've seen it. Before I shoot you over to the interview, I've got to tell you that the discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, Deep Focus, Templo Talk, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating as we very much appreciate it. Or just head on over to theplaylist.net for film and TV news and reviews and interviews and more. Okay, here's my delightfully giddy conversation with The Flash's director-producer duo, Andy and Barbara Machetti. All right, Mike D'Angelo with the playlist. Andy, Barbara, thank you so much for your time today. The hey, flash Mike. is wonderful. Thank oh. you, Mike. And your t-shirt is wonderful. Shirt, I got the figures. I got your poster. I got all kinds of stuff. I even got the old 1990 flash laser disc. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll try not to waste too much time on me here, but just to hit home that this is no normal junket for me. I say this as someone who fell in love with movies because of Batman 89, and then the next year fell in love with The Flash because of the 1990 series, and then have followed them ever since. You know, Flash has always been my number one. Batman's just right there with him. And to see, finally, The Flash get a front and center movie with the Keaton Batman, and it's so fun and fantastic. I've waited 30 years for this, so just thank you for the experience. It was wonderful. You're welcome, Mike. Thank it was a, yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a lot of fun for us too, as well. Yeah, very, very exciting. So, what's your relationships to the character coming into this? So, my relationship with 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 comic books goes goes back to my childhood years. The strongly Superman and Batman, and uh, and, and and Flash was always running around, of course, in those years. Uh, and so when uh, when we approached this movie, there was a there was quite a bit of catch up that I had to do. Because I, I sort of lost sight of, of Barry uh, and, 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 and all the guys that came after him. Um, but it was, a, it was a great adventure. It was a lot of, 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 of discovery. And, uh, and back when I, in, in, in my first years, Flash, uh, Barry didn't have a, such a three-dimensional uh, story. You know what happened later with uh, with 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 writers like Jeff Johns and uh, and, right. and more and Grant Morrison. Uh, it all happened in, in in that in that period where I wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, and, and all that drama was it was excellent for you know for 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 as you say as the, the finally the standalone movie of uh, of Flash. It it just fit perfectly for for a for a well developed drama with a well, with a with a strong uh, emotional core, 
which is basically the 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 murder of of Barry's mother, the framing of his dad, and you know how he copes with trauma uh, and helping others and 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 so forth. So, what did you inherit? Did you wipe the slate clean when you came on, or did you just? Was there anything where you were like able to pick and kind of choose? No, there were some elements uh, of the story that were already on uh, that came from from other scripts, from previous scripts. Uh, but it wasn't until I we started uh, talking with with Christina uh, Hudson that that mm-hmm. the movie as we know it really, really, really came came to life. And again, it was a process that was so. It was a long process of the. I mean, the 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 first draft was was excellent. Uh, but then the production happened, and and then Ezra Miller came up, came in, and 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 that added another layer of, of brilliance to the equation. And then started um uh you know a new a new journey of exploration. There was uh, the, the the movie changed during the during the shoot, and it's crazy to think that you know we're 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 shooting a movie in a not very unchronological way, and we're still. Uh, you know, we managed to track every single <laughs> uh, emotional beat upside down. Uh, but we did, uh, you know, Ezra is very committed to, to story and character. And, uh, and we had a lot of fun uh, exploring things that, that were in the script and things that were not in the script. As far as the, the Ezra of it all goes, I'm, I'm always someone who steers clear of like behind the scenes drama and all that. But this film has just kind of gotten entangled in it, some of the stuff. So I'll just ask just creatively. Like, if you were getting pressure at all to change things or recast, uh, what was the journey like just, you know, having all this happen while you were producing the movie for you personally? Well, no, I'll, I'll say something. Principal photography, Ezra was brilliant and the most committed and the most professional. Ezra gave everything for this role uh physically creatively emotionally uh they were absolutely absolutely supreme Discipline. the performance is excellent yeah it really is yeah mm-hmm. sorry if your if your question is about like previously to to the to, to production about cast or pressure from the studio uh the studio was always uh very 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 uh very kind and 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 to us and from the uh, basically, from the moment we pitched, uh, we we I get I gave the first pitch to the movie. The they they practically did not interfere at all, and wow. uh, and we're open to all my my cast suggestions. Even though some of the characters were already cast, of course, but there were very. I mean, we worked with 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 Warner Brothers. We did three movies. This is this was our third movie together, our first DC movie, but. Yeah, Walter Hamada, who was uh, uh, the head of DC at that point, have uh, have been an executive in, in New Line when we, when we did the ID movies. So there was a a working relationship exists in existence already. So there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of trust. Yeah, for the Michael Keaton of it all, like just getting him involved. When did the conversation start, or when it did start? Did he take a lot of convincing, or was he like, yeah, I want to get back in the the, the suit again? We took him to lunch, and we paid, and <laughs> um, he needs it. And we told him, uh, "I'm going to be brutally candid, but we we told him we can't make this movie without you. We we can't, Andy and Barbara, we can't make this movie without you because he was such an integral part of of the story. 
Um, so, you know, he thought about it a little bit and then uh, he said yes. Uh, he loved the script and, you know, I'm sure, and I'm now I'm going to talk for him, which is something people shouldn't do, but I'm sure <laughs> that, you know, he had a lot of thoughts. It had been 30 years and... I think every actor that's played Batman, uh, which is such a complicated character, has conflict with Batman. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure uh, for Michael and and for Ben too, it wasn't an easy decision. But you know, I I, I think they loved the script. They understood what Andy wanted to do, the tone we wanted. Uh, for the movie and they jumped in and they turned out to be freaking great man it it was just yeah. a pleasure working with them um incredible yeah you've been screening an unfinished cut of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so some are speculating that you know some effects are unfinished or the more scenes have been cut out of the actual movie or there's post-credit scenes that are just missing or the ending is changing can you without spoiling things set the record straight on what's missing well, if I told you, I would be spoiling it, Mike. <laughs> so I, I I encourage people to go see it, even people who saw the movie. I don't want to say what oh, what, what is changed, what, what what will be different, but there's a there's a couple of, of surprises there. And they're real surprises. It's not that we've added a building in post. They they are real surprises. So people go check it out. Yeah, one that I'm surprised you guys have been discussing, and spoiler warning for those who haven't seen it, come back later when you've seen the film, you've started talking about the Nick Cage cameo, which elicited a no fucking way for me in the theater. Um, wonderful moment. Why did you decide to let that slip? No, well, Mike, that was a, that was a leak, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, I would have never, <laughs> I would have never, it was a leak, unfortunately, but... Uh, didn't seem to affect much. Of course, I would have loved that to be a surprise, but the truth is that the movie has a lot of surprises that, that apart from the Nick Cage thing. Uh, it does. And, uh, and there's more coming on the, on the, on the 16th. But so. I, I'll, I'll tell you that leak hurt. We yeah. are not happy. Um, and, and when all of this is over, I'll name names. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to ask, just because I'm blown away by the, the moment itself. One, was that actually Nick Cage or did you just have to get like likeness permission? And what was that conversation? No, we talked, we talked with Nicholas uh, and, and we decided to shoot him. Oh. And, in uh, his suit. In <sighs> his suit. And so we built, uh, we built the, the suit with the same costume designer that, that built the suit for the unproduced Superman Lives, which is a movie that would have been great, but uh, nobody will see because it wasn't made. But I think, yeah, it was the excitement was shared with Nicholas, and Nicholas is such a such a kind guy, uh, and I think he shared the enthusiasm for bringing back that 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 movie that was never done, even for a for a couple of minutes in our movie. And yeah, it's a bit of the you know the, the magic of the multiverse is is just expressing that this, this, this universe exists, even though it's a movie that nobody saw. We're, we're kind of saying, yeah, there is a Superman. But it's lore. Like, so many people know about it. Were you ever worried that, like, maybe people don't know about this? Uh, I guess, yes. But the excitement of doing it was, was override, overrid, <laughs> overrode yeah. everything, you know? It's yeah. like, of course, someone said, like, what about the people that don't know that, that Nicolas Cage? Would it be, like, 
like a funny moment to see like Nicolas Cage out of nowhere dressed as Superman. And our answer was, we don't care. We don't yeah. care. It's happening. Big spider and all. So what's your relationship with James Gunn and Peter Safran at this point? Have you discussed like the gods and monsters plan and, you know, possibly making more films after this? It's been, it's been a great relationship. Uh, two very smart people. James is an incredibly talented uh, writer and director who's made some of our favorite movies of, of, of the past year. So it's, it's, you know, it's an, It's a pleasure and an honor to uh, be working side by side with him. Peter um, is an incredibly talented uh, producer who we've known for a long time. So it's, it's, it's really a, an amazing couple. And of course, we hope to be a part of, uh, of the universe and, and continue working with them. So Flash 2 maybe, you know, if that's a possibility, you definitely come back for that. It's it's all possibilities. <laughs> if people if people go and uh, and and watch this movie, it's it's all possibilities. Like I said, Ezra's performance is freaking outstanding. Not only as just one version of Barry, but then to act opposite themselves so perfectly, and like the comedic timing is perfect. It's so impressive. So I'm not, you know asking you to decide for WB here, but hypothetically, they make another Flash film. They are your Flash, correct? If that happens, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I don't think there's anyone that can play that character as, as well as, as they did. I mean, the, the, the other depictions of the character are great, uh, but this, this, this particular uh, vision of the character, he just, they just excel in doing it. In, and as you said, the, the two varies. Uh, it, feels, it, it feels like a character that was uh, made for them. So when it comes to the future, uh, what, what do we have next? Are you working solely on Welcome to Dairy? Are you working on a, another film to kind of tee up here? We're working on a romantic comedy right now. No, we're not. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, you know, we, we, we have a lot of passions. We do. Including mm -hmm. maybe a romantic comedy. Who who knows? No, but we, you know, um, there's many things that interest us. We are passionate about, about film and there's so much we have to explore, just like we explored, you know, the DC world. Uh, you know, one day we want to make the great musical. Uh, we we miss we miss horror. There's you know, big sci-fi. Close Encounters is our favorite movie. There's so much that we want to explore. Yeah, but DC is definitely something that we would, we, we would consider in the future. For sure. So, okay, so last question. Flash 2 of the Flash Rogues Gallery, who's your favorite villain that you might pick hypothetically for part 2? Well, Reverse Flash is, uh, is, is the elephant in the room, right? Reverse yeah. Flash, it feels like you can't make another movie without uh, addressing the one that In, in all accounts, is the murder of, of the murder of Barry's mom. So it feels like uh, like like the the big villain. I have my own favorites, but that's a, that's another that's another story. I like to see the turtle at some point, the slowest <laughs> the slowest man on earth, uh, Gorilla Grodd, of course, and uh, awesome. and many more. Awesome. Okay, I just want to sincerely thank you both again. I'll be taking my sons to see The Flash on opening weekend, to see all the new 
surprises and just hopefully this is their Batman 89 where it makes them fall in love with the movie. But that was the intention. That was the intention. Thank you, Mike. Awesome. Can't Thank wait. You. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. bye. bye.